welcome to Docupied, a podcast about anime, manga, light novels, and industry news. I'm your host, Brandon, otherwise known as DocPay, and this episode is going to be another news roundup. There's actually been quite a bit that's happened since the last one, even though it was only, I guess, two episodes ago. It was almost a month ago now, and there have been quite a few developments. So I figured it was a good time to catch up on that. There's a bunch of stuff to discuss. I guess I can't discuss anything with just myself, but you get the point. As usual, I'm going to break the news down into a couple different segments, more or less. First bit is going to be a bunch of new announcements, then kind of big news, and we'll wrap it up with new licenses, as usual. First up, one of my favorite not-anime, but definitely anime series, Thunderbolt Fantasy. Its third season will be premiering in April. So, spring season, and I'm very excited for that. Cannot wait. It's such a fun show, and I've enjoyed every minute of it. Then we've got a couple new uh, anime announcements. Konojo mo Kanojo, a manga series, will be getting a TV anime next year. This is by author Hiroyuki, who wrote um, Dojin Work, or The Comic Artist and His Assistants, Aho Girl. So this is something to look forward to, at least I think. Banished from the Heroes Party, light novel series, is getting a TV anime. What if the ultimate in fully immersive VR RPGs was a crappier game than reality itself? Light novel series will be getting a TV anime series. This one's by the same author as Cautious Hero, for fans of that work. Inspector will be getting a second anime season. That one's also based on a manga. And they announced My Hero Academia will be getting a third anime film coming up next summer. I guess this summer? Summer of 2021. Which is interesting because uh, I recall Hirokoshi had discussed that the second film was probably going to be the last, but I also recall there being a very strict probably in that statement, and I remember thinking back that that's ridiculous, they're definitely going to make more. And apparently this story is going to focus on, quote, the three musketeers, probably of the story, which is Deku, Bakugo, and Todoroki. There's been really nothing but kind of the, the general Three Musketeers premise with the three of them in an image that was posted. So really no info on this one, but I'm always excited for more My Hero Academia. I love it. And this one isn't confirmed yet, so I'm kind of putting a big asterisk on this one, but Platinum End is possibly getting an anime series Apparently Pony Canyon, where I used to work, registered a new domain name, anime-platinumend.com, and generally things like that precede an announcement of a n- new anime adaptation. So this is exciting. I mean, Platinum End was due to get one eventually, but like I said, take this with a grain of salt. This is not kind of an officially announced or confirmed thing just yet, but there's a good chance that it it's already like finalized, or we'll be getting an announcement at some point soon. Code Geass will be getting a new anime series called Code Geass Z of the Recapture, along with a new smartphone game. These were both announced on uh, Lelouch's birthday, which was last week. The smartphone game is going to be some kind of time shenanigans so that they can mash up all the different Code Geass, like, franchises? I don't know what you'd call them, but you know, like the main Code Geass, or, and then Akito, as well as like a manga and game, like just all the different Code Geass groups of stuff 
And then of course the anime series. We don't really have any information on it. The video just showed a couple new character designs. Seems like most of the same staff. And as someone who is incredibly skeptical of Lelouch of the Resurrection, but ended up actually really enjoying it, because Code Geass is one of my favorite series. Like, even if I recognize all the flaws in it, I just love it so much, and I enjoy it, and I've rewatched it so many times. It's just such an enjoyable series, like, flaws and all, but we're definitely kind of in a lottery here in terms of how this new series will work out. I didn't hate Akito, I thought it was decent, but it definitely didn't live up to the original series, and I don't think it could have, but then they came out with the recap films and the Lelouch of the Resurrection, and I thought that was actually incredibly well handled, well done. I really enjoyed it, despite like all of my misgivings, so we will see. Doesn't mean I'm not really excited for it, just means you, we just don't know how it's going to turn out. The Gintama Net anime special that I had talked about on the previous news roundup, uh, the two episodes that they'll be doing, they gave some context to them, and they will be like a prequel-ish to the upcoming film, the final film. I'd really love for a way to watch these, so someone please license them. Next up, we got a couple of uh, manga light novel, like year-end wrap-up list type things, but Chainsaw Man apparently topped the Konomanga Gasugoi list, or at least the like male reader half of the list, whereas Hoshi of the Women's Garden topped it for female readers. Apparently Chainsaw Man is ending its like first part, but there's going to be kind of a big announcement coming up soon, I think in a couple days, uh, the same time that the manga ends, so not really sure what it is, whether it's like, you know, they're continuing it into a part two or an anime, it'll get some big announcement. And then Oraikon released its yearly um, sales or like top selling manga and light novel lists. And unsurprisingly, this year was absolutely dominated by Demon Slayer. And I mean, dominated in a way that I don't think I've seen any other series do kind of almost ever. Like One Piece domination was a thing for so many years. And a couple series came close, like within that time frame to like catching up to them. Attack on Titan had a really good chance of it, but couldn't manage it. But now that One Piece is kind of calmed down, we'll say, after the big Marineford war arc, it's not like selling 40 million copies in a year like it was, and like the undisputed number one. So right now, I mean, Demon Slayer sitting at number one with like 80, over 82 million copies this year. Kingdom was at number two, One Piece at number three, Haikyuu at number four, and Jujutsu Kaisen at number five. I remember when Oriacon used to post, I don't know, more than just five series, but interestingly enough, that domination extends into the light novels, where Demon Slayer also topped the charts with 2.7 million, followed by ReZero, that time I got reincarnated as a slime, Sword Art Online, and the Apocathary Diaries. So if it wasn't already clear, 2020 was the year of Demon Slayer. The film, I think, passed your name and is now the second highest grossing film of all time in Japan, right under Spirited Away. 
yeah, I mean, I don't think I've seen any other series dominate sales across so many different mediums like Demon Slayer has. I mean, this is just crazy. Next up, I have a couple uh, like big news things that I want to talk a little bit about. Well, this next one isn't kind of up there with the other two that I have, but uh, Mangamo finally launched on Android. I haven't had a chance to check it out, but it is now available on Android, finally. Okay, and now the next two are actually really big. First up, this affects uh, manga publishing and light novel publishing in the U.S., and this is specifically related to like distribution. So uh, Viacom CBS is apparently going to be selling Simon & Schuster to Penguin Random House. And for those of you who don't know what any of that means, right now these are like distributors for various publishers. And they cover more than just manga and light novels. General print media. So this... this impacts more than just manga and light novels, but specifically with manga and light novels, right now, these publishers, there's various publishers that are split kind of between a bunch of different distributors. Um, like Simon & Schuster distributes Viz, Penguin Random House distributes Kodansha, Square Enix, and Seven Seas recently, this is also part of this news bit, but like Seven Seas recently announced they're moving over to Penguin Random House, I think from Diamond? Is where they were. And a lot of what this means isn't kind of going to be clear upfront to consumers, but it definitely impacts things like what makes its way to store shelves, how many copies of a book a print run gets, what stores get what series. Like there's a lot that the actual distribution of manga encompasses, and a good bulk of manga sales still happen in like brick and mortar stores and not just either through digital or online platforms. So this could really have kind of an impact on, or more of a hidden impact we'll say, on certain manga series and certain publishers that have to either fight to get, you know, space for less, like lesser known or less immediately popular works. If they're all under one big distributor kind of smaller manga licenses are going to have to really fight more than they used to to get space on shelves kind of around the country in essence it this is a merging of kind of two of the biggest publishers around or distributors around creating a potential new monopoly and frankly i, I definitely think that monopolies are basically never a good thing especially for the end user or consumer but I guess as of yet, it remains to be seen kind of what real impact this will have on any of these companies, on future manga licenses, but just know that it definitely can have an impact and likely will. We might not see it right away, we might not know what that is right away, but this is a pretty big deal for US manga light novel publishers. In a similar vein, we just got an announcement yesterday, as of recording, that Sony is acquiring Crunchyroll. Now, I think this was rumored actually a little while ago, but it sounds like now we have like proper announcements from Sony and Funimation and Crunchyroll, uh, both confirming and like laying out the details. Well, or rather, to be fair, there really aren't any details in terms of 
what the future of either of these services will look like. But yeah, I mean, Sony recently bought Funimation, was that the last couple of years? And AT&T bought like the parent company that owns Crunchyroll. And now Sony's, what they're calling the Funimation Global Group, is acquiring Crunchyroll. Really, aside from the actual acquisition here, there's no other news in regards to what this means for either service. But this is a big deal for anime fans. I guess primarily in the West, like non-Asia. But considering I think Funimation has been US only for so many years, I think they recently opened that up. But all tangents aside, this is really big news for English-based anime fans, we'll say. Oh, I guess that's also especially because I think Crunchyroll recently acquired like Viz Media Europe. I don't know, there's just a lot of weird consolidation going around because Sony also owns Aniplex and then a couple other like European streaming services, I think. Walkanim in France, uh, Madman Anime Group in Australia, and then of course um, Crunchyroll is related to VRV. I don't know, it's kind of a weird mess of ownership now, but there's just kind of weirdly not any info here because it was just announced that this is like actually happening and as you know a fan who relies on both services to watch anime this move is i guess worrisome i mean i know like high dive exists through sentai and i know there are other licensors still out there but crunchyroll and funimation are obviously the biggest two players in the market and they're now owned by the same company under one umbrella which could then like merge the two or I mean who knows maybe they just completely redrew the structure of of the two of them and as I kind of just discussed with the last acquisition in the manga industry that I mean monopolies are just like never good I'll have the caveat here that at least in my opinion neither Funimation nor Crunchyroll are great services I think they have great content which they license and they both have very strong marketing, but I'm not particularly in love with them as services. I simply love the content, and while I'll give them some credit for over the years, they've definitely improved their services and like the actual like websites, app functionality, and like those kind of things. They've definitely kind of improved a little bit over the years. There's still kind of a lot left to be desired about them. And so now they're merging into one. They don't have to compete against, I mean, essentially anyone. And while eventually this might mean one simplified subscription, whereas right now I maintain both, who knows, you know, how the actual service will fare whenever they do start to make big changes here. On the kind of flip side of this, this gives Sony like gigantic leverage within like Japan's production committee, and for producing new series. Like right now, Crunchyroll and Funimation are bidding against each other for licenses, and they're maybe not bidding against each other, but they're, they're working separately to get onto production committees for, for new upcoming anime series. A lot of that is likely to reduce the strain of licensing costs. They just start decide to fund it from the beginning through the production committee uh, and now they'll be able to pool and combine all of that effort you know through sony with anyplex like 
it's actually kind of crazy what this could mean in the future, especially since Crunchyroll this year has started trying to step into what they're calling originals. And they do have some actual originals. I, I wouldn't necessarily call them anime originals, but they are animated. I mean, they're, they're essentially cartoons, but they also have a number of anime that they're calling originals, which I think just means they play a big role on the production committees or, you know, things like, I think they like Inspector was one of them, Tower of God, God of High School, like there's, there's a number of them. Noblesse, I think that's more kind of in relation to their uh, like webtoon deal. So I'm curious how this acquisition will impact all of those kind of originals efforts. But in recent years, and especially because of inflating licensing cost, Funimation and Crunchyroll have been trying to get on production committees from the get-go. So this could be an interesting change in regards to kind of the back end of things. And I mean, that could, I guess, bring some additional benefits to users in terms of what new series get made, because if they have all these combined resources to get on production committees to kind of propose new series of their own based on popularity in the West, this could lead to more like proper originals, similar to the way Netflix has partnered with a number of uh, anime production studios to make originals for them. They could kind of move forward in a similar way. I don't know, there's just a lot that this could turn into, you know, both good and bad. And given it was just announced yesterday, it's basically too early to really make any proper judgment call on what this means or how this will impact things. I guess we'll find out. We're in for some really big changes to both the manga light novel publishing industry and the anime streaming industry. Like this is, these are really big. Like I, I really wouldn't underestimate how big of a move this is for both of them. Okay, then now we can move on to the licenses. First up, kind of tangentially related, but Crunchyroll will be releasing the um, Princess Connect Redive smartphone game in English. They have licensed it. I think they said it's coming out in the spring. And as someone who really enjoyed the anime and has known that the game is incredibly popular in Japan and has been uh, since it launched a couple years ago, as well as it's just another side game's property. This is pretty big news for gacha fans. I might check it out, but I really don't have the tolerance for multiple gacha at once. I don't know how some people manage that. I've been playing Dragalia Lost since it launched over two years ago, and I've kind of stuck with it, and that's been my main go-to, which is another side games property. Uh, that one in partnership with Nintendo. But I really did enjoy the Princess Connect Redive anime series, and so I'll probably give the game a, a check out. I'm excited for the second season. There's been a little bit of a, we won't call it controversy because it's not anything that major, but people are just moderately concerned regarding Crunchyroll being the licensor and localizer for this game. I, I guess considering how they've handled other games like the uh, Don Machi one or the Overlord one. I'm not really in the know on this, so at least to me, this is just a, a wait and see. It'll come out, judge it when you got it. And then we have a film license. Um, Eleven Arts licensed the Shirobako, or the upcoming Shirobako film, 
I think it's just called Shirobako the movie, so we got it licensed. I'm very excited. Hopefully they do kind of a, like an at-home screening like Sentai did for the third Main Abyss film. That'll be really cool. Can't wait to watch it. Next up, we got manga and light novels. Um, Seven Seas had a bunch of new announcements again. First up, in interesting news with them, they revealed uh, their third imprint, or their second new one in like the last recent memory, Airship, which will be their new imprint for light novel and prose novels. And this will accompany Ghost Ship, which is their kind of etchy adult themed imprint and then obviously just seven seas for well i guess just kind of manga now and we also have a bunch of license announcements for seven seas so let's just go down the list there's a lot so starting off we have the haunted bookstore gateway to a parallel universe light novel reborn as a space mercenary i woke up piloting the strongest starship light novel series reincarnated as a dragon hatchling light novel Accomplishments of the Duke's Daughter, light novel. Monster Musume, Monster Girls on the Job, light novel. The Strange Adventure of a Broke Mercenary, light novel. Hello World, the novelization of the anime film, and the manga version. That was all accompanied with their new airship imprint announcement. Then they announced a bunch of new titles for their ghost ship imprint. Call Girl in Another World, Booty Royale, Never Go Down Without a Fight, Chiodi's Diary, Devilish Darling's Portal Fantasy, and Manga Diary of a Male Porn Star. So as you can tell, that's their mature adult-themed imprint. And then Seventies also announced a bunch of new manga licenses for their, I guess, main imprint. Starting off with Lupin the Third, Greatest Heists, the Classic Manga Collection. Yeah, that's a big announcement. Seaside Stranger, Great Pretender. The Invincible Shovel, the manga version. I think they already have the light novel. Mars Red, Chronicles of an Aristocrat, Reborn in Another World. My Wife Has No Emotion, Trapped in a Dating Sim. The World of Otome Games is Tough for Mobs. The Dangers in My Heart, and this one I'm really looking forward to. I follow the artist on Twitter and I've been interested in it for a while, so this one's pretty exciting for me. Bloom Into You Anthology, Pompo the Cinephile which I recently, I think, talked about on one of these news roundups that it is getting an anime film and that I hadn't heard of the series. So here we go. They're releasing the manga version now. And Kageki Shoujo. Next up, J Novel Club licensed a couple new light novels and manga series. Funnily enough, it was literally the day after I released the last news roundup. So I know I'm like really late on this one, but hey, that's just how the timing worked out. Anyway, they picked up The Apothecary Diaries, which was the fifth top-selling light novel series this year in Japan, so clearly it's very popular. I know Square Enix is releasing the manga version, and I'm definitely interested in it. Sorry, the, the light novel. I mean the manga too, but I generally tend to stick with whatever the like original sources, not counting web novels. They license The Ideal Sponger Life, uh, the light novel series specifically. Seven Seas is already releasing the manga version for that, FYI. My Friend's Little Sister has it in for me, light novel series. Are You Okay with a Slightly Older Girlfriend, light novel series. 
She's the cutest, but we're just friends, light novel series, and manga versions of two light novels that they already publish, uh, Dare Werewolf, the Annals of Vate Origins manga series, and Welcome to Japan, Ms. Elf manga series. I've actually done an episode already on Welcome to Japan, Ms. Elf, the light novel series, so if you haven't listened to it, go and listen, you know, listen to it, check it out, read the series if you're interested. I actually just read the fifth volume like yesterday or the day before, I think. I guess I finished it yesterday, yeah. And, oh man, developments. Developments I've been waiting on for five volumes. I was very excited. Anyway, I obviously won't say any more than that. Next up, Kodansha Comics licensed a bunch of new series. All manga. So I'm just not going to say like manga or light novel. The next bunch from Kodansha are all manga. And here they are. Boys Run the Riot. Beauty and the Beast of the Lost Paradise. The Invincible Reincarnated Ponkotsu. Shangri-La Frontier. The Story of Our Unlikely Love. I Guess I Became the Mother of the Great Demon King's Ten Children in Another World. What I Love About You. Pretty Boy Detective Club, which FYI is written by Nisio Ishin. Sachi's Monstrous Appetite. And we're new at this. They also announced new editions of a couple new series, specifically Quintessential Quintuplets, a season one box set of the manga, not the anime, but I guess whatever. Sailor Moon, the Naoko Takeuchi collection. A Silent Voice, a complete collector's edition. I wonder what that means. I think they already released it in a box set. And Battle Angel Alita, a paperback version? Oh, interesting. I own the hardback version, and I'm mad that they then released a box set after I was already owned all the hardbacks and the box set came with extras that I then can't get because I already own all the volumes. That keeps happening to me. I mean, I'm not mad mad, but like slightly annoyed that over the years I've bought and I always buy manga when they get released. And then I guess afterwards they do well enough and so they put out a box set that has a nice cool box with art on it and occasionally it comes with some kind of extra beat on the form of like a poster or sometimes they have an additional like mini volume I don't know comes with something even just the box even just not being able to have the box because I bought the manga when it released I really wish there was some way to like contact them and show them like look I own all of this series please just send me the box because there are a number of series that I would love to do that for but that'll never happen so the next set of Kodansha manga licenses are Harem Marriage, A Couple of Cuckoos, Will It Be the World or Her, My Unique Skill Makes Me OP Even at Level 1, My Dearest Self with Malice Aforethought, Boss Wife, A Girl and Her Guard Dog, How Do You Do, Koharu? Next up, Manga Planet announced a slew of manga licenses, and I'm just going to go down the list. I th- guess a lot of these don't have English titles. But they're all Jose manga series. Teiji ni Agaritara, Maroka no Himitsu, Togoto Deskara, Aguchi san, Himiga Dokodemo Koi wa Koi, Strawberry Canyon, Tsukito Supin, How Are You, Karasu no Itoshi Kyoto Meshi, Jusai Shita no Kare Dakedo, Izuru Tokoro no Snack. Wow, yeah, okay, just all Japanese titles. There you go, if you know what those are. <laughs> A bunch of Jose titles. 
And similarly, we're going to go through this one more time on the opposite end of the spectrum. Ftekia uh, licensed a bunch of BL manga series. Here they are. Ikitsuku saki wa amai koibito. Omae gon no mi no ore wa dore. Thank you, Complex. Sono yutose himitsu ari. Odokeru cherry. Konomi no type wa toshishita osonanajimi. Himegoto renbo. Fukurokudo irentan. Kuzureru tenbin. UI line. Also, I only kind of, I didn't just realize this, but reading these in the like romaji is actually incredibly hard for me because like they're broken up in weird ways it's actually a lot harder to read and pronounce japanese when you're reading the romaji instead of just the kanji and hiragana because i'm like thinking it's english so i go to say it and i'm like wait i have to pronounce this properly but then it's like wait what the fuck word is this because it's all in romaji i'm just not used to seeing it yeah sorry sorry for the little tangent there but that was just Really, really mentally weird for me. Yeah, maybe I'll just <laughs> look up if they provide the titles in the original Japanese, like the kanji and hiragana next time I have to do that for a bunch of like Japanese-only titles. It'd be much easier to just read through that list that way. Boy, that was a struggle. Okay, and closing this out, it is definitely the worst for last um, because Tokyo Pop announced a bunch of manga licenses and frankly... I just, I really can't get behind this, like, new Tokyo Pop thing. I would only ever trust them and purchase, like, short or single volume series, things that either they've already released in full, but I, I wouldn't touch anything they publish that's meant to be a long series with a 10-foot pole because it's Tokyo Pop. I don't know, maybe that'll become, like, a self-fulfilling prophecy, as they say. But whatever, I don't care, I'm not... Unless they get something I absolutely can't ignore, I will continue to ignore Tokyo Pop. Anyway, their licenses are, and this one is interesting, and I would have been interested in it. Laughing Under the Clouds, which got a TV anime series a couple years ago, and then also got a couple, like, films, I think? I think I talked about them at some point, that there were films for this, but it's not a series I'm, like, familiar with. So I'd be interested to, to read the original and then maybe watch the series and films. Anyway, moving on. Our Not-So-Lonely Planet Travel Guide. I was reincarnated as the villainess in an Otome game, but the boys love me anyway. A Disney manga, Stitch and the Samurai, Mame Coordinate, and Like Two Peas in a Pod. So there you go, folks. That's a lot of news. Um, and that's why I want to do this episode now get all that out of the way, especially now that the, you know, Funimation Crunchyroll thing is like brand new. It felt like a good time to do another episode or another news roundup, but not to worry. I've got plans for non-newsy things uh, for, you know, future episodes. Going to wrap me up for this episode. Thank you for listening. Follow my Twitter, I am DocPay for updates, or, you know, just because you want to see me retweet a lot of art, because, I mean, let's be fair. That's mostly what I do. And please, if you like Docupied, leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts, if you can. If not, go to like Apple Podcasts and leave a review. Every little bit helps other people find the show. And I love to read your feedback. Let me know what you think of the show. I'll catch you next time. (laughs) 